Hey there. Hey there, Nick. Hey, hey there, Greg. Hey. hey there. How's it going? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Hanging in. Can't complain. I will. I can complain, but nobody's listening anyway. Well, that's what we're here for. What's up? <laughs> that's true. This is it's literally, this is my literally what we're doing. Weekly outlet. Yeah. 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 Um, and somebody's listening because if this is being heard, then that means someone's listening. Wow. Great point. Yeah. If you make a podcast and nobody listens, is it still a podcast? Hmm. No, nope, just an audio file. It's just an audio file. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Nick straight out of the gate with the first ding ding of the week. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he's got his head screwed on straight. All right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What's up in Nick Klein's world? I feel like, come on, give us something. What did you do this past weekend? This past weekend, um, well, last weekend was the big was the big camping venture uh, yes. up at the right. Camp Thompson. Right. And uh, and this past weekend, um, there was a bit of a, a, a follow up to that, but it was in the yard. So Saturday oh, night, I see. Saturday oh. night we some had, backyard camping. We had some, yeah, some backyard camping. So Saturday night we had um, the neighbor in the back's three grandkids, and then uh, the neighbor uh, on, on the sides, two daughters, and then the boys, and all intense. Um, and it was, uh, yeah. So it was, a, it was, a, it was a fun evening. I, who I had not yet, I had still not uh, chipped away at any of the sleep sleep debt that I had accrued the previous weekend. So I, see. I actually took the opportunity to sleep indoors, um, but <laughs> they all were alive in the morning and- um, and the, Well, you had to sleep with the kids the previous weekend, so I, I, I think did. you, you I did. earned it. Yeah, yeah. I, well, it, it didn't feel so much as that as, as it did, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an absolute monster if I don't get a, a full <laughs> night's sleep tonight, so I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be inside. So it was, uh, yeah, I went ahead and took the inside, uh, the inside bed, which was, which was a good call. So, okay. uh, but yeah, it was a good weekend. It's a good weekend, what about you guys? Well, we didn't do camping, but we did. We did have a nice fire out Ooh, on the back porch nice. um, on Saturday. Beautiful evening, mm-hmm. a little chilly, crisp fall air. Twas spiced mm. everything. You know, we had like the spiced <laughs> cider, spiced oh, God. pumpkin ale, spiced, <laughs> spiced everything. It mm-hmm. was just a spicy week. Everything was just got spicy. Spice Girls <laughs> on the stereo. Oh, oh Spice that, Girls on the on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sure. apologize. That reminds me of a fantastic story. If I may, just just a second. Siri, uh, the oldest, um, he was back and forth with some kids at school about uh, this one chip challenge, and somebody brought in a little piece of this one chip challenge, and he tried oh, it. Oh, the Taki, like the super spicy chip. Yes. So yeah. he tried a little bit of it and didn't freak out like the other kids did, and so everyone was mad and pressed. So the next day, this girl comes to school and hands him a full chip challenge, Ooh. and he and he says. Cool. I'll post this on my on my YouTube channel this weekend. <laughs> so that uh-huh. also happened on Saturday, and there is a YouTube video that. that Are you serious? Spent, oh, you got to send me the link. Oh. Spent last night editing. Um, yeah, and it was uh, it was a mess. How many tears? Uh, that is the spiciest thing I've ever had in my life, and I've eaten is like a reaper. Right? I've eaten a Carolina reaper and like those Trinidad scorpions. I've gotten silly with wow. this stuff. This was wow. the spiciest things that thing I've ever had. It was insane. Wow. Uh, we split it two and a half ways, basically. One 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 what? kid got like a little piece, and then Siri took like half the chip. Are you featured in the video as well? I am. I am joining him in this expedition. Oh my goodness! This yeah. is much yeah, must well, see TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was. Uh, <laughs> If you're sensitive to vomiting, oh, oh no, oh no, <laughs> you might not want to watch the video. Yeah, Jay, Jay, but, you, gotta, uh, you need to add a sound of someone, of just a guy like screaming, <laughs> just red. <laughs> God no, run away. And like fire. Oh, Kelly Clarkson. Oh. So it was, uh, it was, it was, it was that 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 was um. Questionable parenting decision on my part, but I felt nah. like the, I felt like he backed himself into a corner, and really, I just need oh, to yeah. let it happen. So, um, <laughs> That's right. um, hopefully, some lessons learned. I don't know what they are, but <laughs> you were there. He's safe. Everybody's happy. Yes, you know, and he's, no, he's going to uh, get millions of no views ulcers, on that, I'm sure. nothing like that. No holes in intestines. So we're good. Well, if, well, <laughs> if some girl asks you to do it, I mean, you're kind of screwed at that point. If they yeah, hand exactly. you a chip, and, and yeah, and like, I'm gonna post yeah. this on your YouTube channel. Well, you mm. gotta, yeah, it's in the name of love. Mm. The things we do. Ooh, yeah. all right. Well, great, but that's okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not in Hope the name so. of love, but in the it's name not what, of not my word, Siri. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but it's it. it great. Yeah, I remember. I remember those days. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. 
I assume you had an amazing weekend as well. I mean, I had a busy weekend for sure. I was actually out on the East Coast uh, uh-huh. taking in uh-huh. that, right. that brisk fall air as well. And, yeah. Uh, yeah yep. I was up in Pennsylvania at first, and then I uh, I was with the Resilient, and then we went That's out right. to uh, Sag Harbor, New York to play a show, and I'll tell you guys more about it later. Excellent. Sweet. Can't yeah. wait to hear about that. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, we have a lot of clips to play. Yes, we have we a do. lot of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of things to do, so I think we get this train out of the station right about here. Let's do it. Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to You Should Check It Out. This train rolling down the tracks, as always, every Thursday, coming right into your ear holes. Great to be here with you. This is episode 164 coming at you on a beautiful Thursday. Hmm. (laughs) Beautiful Thursday. It's Chopper Dan's up in the. He's going to give us an update on the traffic (laughs) coming up in about 15 after the hour mark. This is already pie in the sky. Ernie Pie in the sky, that's right. But first up, uh, let's introduce ourselves here. My name's Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And it's great to have you back with us. Sure is. Um, we got an awesome show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick is going to be leading off for us tonight. Going to be talking about a band that, you know, we just haven't talked about enough. Mm-mm. It's been a while. It has been a while, and we need an update. And yeah. uh, they got some new music out, and we're going to be talking about that. It's been mm-hmm. like five weeks. Greg? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was getting started going to worry. Be, <laughs> exactly. Is he still alive? Greg <laughs> is going to be talking about his misadventures. This past weekend, mm-hmm. indeed, and I'm going to be talking about a, eh, a musician that uh, we haven't talked about for a minute or two. Uh, who's got a new album out that I'm super excited about, and I'll be playing some tracks from that. So cool! If that all sounds good to you guys, mm-hmm. and Absolutely Bird Clock, does. Bird Clock is not present. Mm. I'm sorry. He's locked so in my sad. basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He is locked I, in the I didn't snag him. I, I like to think that somewhere in the background, somewhere, Bird Clock is chirping. Right about now. Oh, it's, it's happening in about, yeah, right about anywhere from now, between three minutes from now, because Bird Clock right. does not like to be exactly right on time. Right. A little, a little slow someday. It's some individualism in there. Yeah, I think something. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all that being said, Mr. Nick Klein, you are batting leadoff, so why don't you go well, ahead and hit Thank you so much. And you know what? Speaking of misadventures, Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think I think I think Greg has said this as well. I don't know if it was on the air or not, but that Misadventures of Doom Scroller album, oh Dawes, that yeah. is phenomenal. You brought that it's up really probably cool, huh? six or eight weeks ago, something like that. Well, Jay brought it up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jay exactly. brought it up. Yeah, I, conf- I was I confirmed it. I was I was listening yeah. to that a lot in Europe when I was yeah. there. Nice. Yeah, I really, I really, I still will probably put that on once a week. I'm glad you like that, man. Such a good album. But it is, it is. it's not actually what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about okay. today, because it's been, it has been like five or six episodes since we've heard anything from these guys, so. And who's that? This is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Two shots. I don't know. Jay the is, crowd loves it. Jay's the working crowd the loves sound it when we talk about King Yeah, they're hot tonight. Yes, they do. <laughs> they finally, whew, have come out with some new music. Jeez, oh, um, and I just thought we could. Uh, I, I want to talk about them a little bit because I, I've taken a very slow, not deliberately slow, but I think given the the size of their back catalog, it's been a slow journey, a, a slow it's a lot to wade through, a slow courting process of, of falling in love with these guys, um, <laughs> and 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 I've I've recently become quite uh, transfixed with one of their albums that I'd like to talk about briefly. But before we do that, I, I want to play. A little bit of this new EP they've got out, which I imagine will be part of a larger album, but I don't know that for certain. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is called Ice Five. <laughs> Get any pieces, 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you get it all in there. The first minute Ooh. you get the woo. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Classic. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I really like the sound of the new song. Uh, every yeah. every every iteration of an album is a completely different sound for the most part, but but it's all still King Gizzard. And I was um I was going back through some of their albums. It was actually on the drive up to to going to that camp that last weekend. Um, and I had downloaded this one album because I'd given it a listen and it really kind of caught my ear. But I was looking through their, their, their in 2017, they put out five albums. <laughs> um, this, was, this was a particularly prolific year. And they kicked off the album with Flying Microtonal Banana and right. then released Murder of the Universe and then their jazzy album, Sketches of Brunswick. Um, <laughs> and then, and then uh, there was a leak on SoundCloud this whole album dropped on SoundCloud for like a day and then got pulled back. And the first track off this album uh, is a track that they had been playing for about a year live called Crumbling Castle, which we'll listen to in a minute. But but this album eventually became titled Poly, Polygondwanaland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polygondwanaland. Polygondwanaland, uh, which nice. is a, let me see here. It is a portmanteau of the, portmanteau of the words polygon and Gondwana land. <laughs> I didn't know what Gondwana was. Do you know what that is? No, I do not. No. Okay, this is when all the continents were together and made a supercontinent in uh, the okay. Neo Protozoic. Well, right, Pangaea is what I remembered, but I, yeah. maybe this is a different. I, I don't know if Pangaea is different than. Actually, let me see. Pangaea versus Gondwana. Maybe that's how you Let's say it in Australian. <laughs> Must be. It. I, I think. I think Pangaea is was like a different stage in like the Earth's history. Oh, I see. So I think this is like things moved a little bit more and shifted. And then it turned into Gondwanaland. And it, turned, it was Gondwana. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is Polygondwanaland. Okay. Um, and this, to me, I, 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 is their Polyrhythm album. I love this, this album. Do I you, love it so much. The, yeah, it, I really it do. It is such really a cool such a freaking cool album so why don't we let's take a quick listen to the to the opening track um which which had been a song that had existed for a while um called crumbling castle It is yeah. cool. It is cool. And so, and this is back when they still had two drummers. So, you've mm. got the drums playing. Um, the drums and bass are playing seven eight, and then the when the vocals come in, the vocals and guitar are in six eight. So they only align every forty two beats. Right. And and this album is it's full of these layered, you know, rhythms and and, and textures. The cool thing about this this album is they 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 released it completely open source. Uh, they just said, this is not our album, this is your album. They released all the masters, they released the vinyl master. Really? All available for free download. There are over 80 record labels that released this album on their label. Really? Yes. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> and sold it, yeah. Um, wow. So they just they just completely gave this one away. Um, uh, which, yeah, just, just layers upon layers of coolness as far as these guys are concerned. <laughs> um, it's funny too, because when I listen to this album, I, and I know it is polyrhythmic, but I don't listen to it that way. It doesn't. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't overwhelm it doesn't, you. It's not right. like yeah. Like I, I hear the odd time signatures when they pop out, but really, it, it doesn't feel like you. It, like it doesn't feel like you have to sit there and solve a math. No. Equation. No. 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 Like first listen, it's just a real chill, cool, 
vibe. Um, and actually, the, the funny thing is, the is if I put this album on at the house, it gets stuck in the kit. That song specifically, Crumbling Castle, they'll be humming that for like the next day or two. It's also a little bit catchy as far as the kids are yeah. concerned. It, it yeah, appears. No but, doubt. Um, and, and then I started reading a little bit about their process and how really it just comes down to how hard these guys work um yeah but but this this song essentially became the the kind of the cornerstone or the keystone that this entire album was built off of and they apparently work incredibly fast um and are you know they basically write the songs as they go get them tracked uh they, they track to an eight track in this in this i think in this album as well you've got the drums one drummer's on your left ear the other drummer's in your right ear and their kick drums are in the center and everybody <laughs> else has one track but they tracked it you know like in a room together um nice and uh yeah so cool process cool uh, cool release yeah i just we're gonna be seeing these guys at the end of uh october yes we are oh, oh so there's sick, another, man. yeah yeah i've, so I've never another, seen them yeah this will be a first as, as well for for and uh, how nice of them to be coming out with a new ep and or album just in time for our concert. Indeed. Well, it's like if, if if it's like an even day of the week they're releasing yeah. an album, <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, right. an even day of the month or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but it's funny because we were having a, a conversation with our friend Kreshmir at band rehearsal last week. Mm -hmm. We were kind of talking about how it is that these guys are able to do as much as they do and and remain so prolific and not just prolific but creative in a bunch of different modes and yeah. ways you know yeah. and it, it does come down to speed i think it comes down to uh, each member having trust in the other members input mm -hmm. if that makes any sense you know yep. so there's not a lot of like going back and like let's everyone sit in a room and make sure this all sounds good to everyone it, i i get the feeling and this is from a youtube video that i've seen documenting the making of butterfly 3000 um that they just work really quick you know, they're all in kind of different rooms working on different parts of different songs and then mm -hmm. they all come together and maybe they have a listen, maybe have a re-record or something like that. But mostly it's just kind of keep rolling, put it out, keep going. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah, I, had, I shared a, um, a an audio technology article about, about these guys. God, and that's a nerd fest, man. Oh, man, it is. Oh, buddy, it is something <laughs> cool. I mean, the, the, the Infest the Rat's Nest, is that what it's called? Is that one of their I albums? I think the one that they're talking about is Nonagon Infinity. Okay. Uh, well, they, they, they kind of bounce around between different albums because they, you yeah. know, he's got like six that he's working on or something. Right. Um, and yeah, he mixed that to VHS tape. Yeah. And like pull <laughs> all the tape out so that he could stomp on it and then rewheel it back into the to the to the thing so that it added some cool crinkle sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, you gotta trust the process, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's neat is they 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 do the tracking, and then they, then there's a lot of time put into giving each of those tracks like you know it's it's distinct sound, um, and then they oversaturate the hell out of everything uh, according to to Stu, um, <laughs> but. Not only that, not only do they work fast, but so Stu McKenzie's kind of at the helm as far as the King Gizzard projects are concerned. They're all though involved in other band projects, right? Like, like they're all like <laughs> recording with other. It's just it's absurd how how just how hard how hardworking they are. Yeah. Um, so, continuing my uh, yeah, continuing my courtship with with King Gizzard and and this album honestly is is a just a great great listen. Um, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but it sounds like a flowering romance at this point. It, it really, it's really, it's really blossomed flowering into something beautiful. Romance. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was, it's weird because for me, as someone who did get bit, I got bit by the bug. But before, but that was when Butterfly Three Thousand came out. That's when I was like, oh, okay. And I'd listened to a few of their others, Murder of the Universe. Mm -hmm. And I, I was interested. I was definitely curious as to what they were up to. And I had a, a good friend, Suni, who was uh, who was into them. And this record, Polygon Dewanaland, had mm -hmm. just come out. And I had to, I have to say that it didn't catch me. It was like the, it was like the record that didn't, for whatever reason, permeate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. However, now that I'm far more familiar with the band and I've listened to almost all the albums around it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ready to go back, but I was almost kind of scared to go back because I was like, I, I, that one didn't catch my attention. You know what I mean? Like maybe I should just kind of say that one's not that one record of five that re- they released in 2017. Maybe I, that one's not for me. But I'm glad you're bringing it back up to the front because now, like hearing that title track or excuse me, the opening track, uh, Crumbling Castle, it's like, oh right, okay, yeah. Now and now I can see how it all fits together more than I could before. Yeah. Now, that that song in particular is is the melodically seems the least like King Gizzard to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of has this. I don't I don't even know what the 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 the, the technical term is. I mean, it, it 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 sounds like it's in a minor key and it kind of has a, a drop at the end that almost sounds like a medieval melody. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which which I mean, it's called Crumbling Castle, so it kind of makes sense. But to me, the cool thing is that there are elements of this album. There's specifically elements of the album that remind me of things that they end up doing in Butterfly Three Thousand. Um, with some of the like Stranger Thing type sounding patches, um, right. and um, and then the the final track on the album called the fourth is really to me it's like a culmination of a lot of the ideas that they kind of present throughout the album. So it has a really nice arc to it, um, and I would like to. I, I, why don't we listen to that? Let's listen to a little bit of the fourth color. Work that one out for me there, Keith. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Work oh, that I, one out for me there, I wasn't trying to even count it. That's I, 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 the, um, I don't know. The drums doing something that realigns back with the rest of it it's eventually. All, it, it's all yeah. seven. It's, like that's the thing about King Gizzard, though, is that like, I mean that that one you can track in seven. Mm-hmm. That's okay. like if you if you pull the drums out, it becomes a much more obvious seven because i'm following the high yeah i'm trying to yeah i think that honestly if you were to pull that out because that's it seems like what they're doing there is trying to kind of trick you <laughs> a little you know, you know a, a little bit <laughs> damn it mm-hmm. i fell for it uh, yeah um but I, yeah the, it, it lines up in seven um but there's definitely some a lot of strange accents that make it feel like it's not that's not what it is um, well put well put. Yeah. So, but yeah, now give that that album a, another listen. Guys. I certainly you might, will. You might I, dig I, it. I, I, it's funny too because I actually I just find myself now realizing, hey, you know what? I actually kind of took a break because I took so much in. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it was Butterfly Three Thousand, and then what was next? I sort of started going back, um, but eventually I really landed on KG and LW, mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. two are like, you know, those like are the bookends. Yeah, well, they're very. I wouldn't say they're necessarily bookends of Butterfly, even though they may have been released that way. I don't know, but they're. It's basically one record, you know. KG yeah, yeah. and LW yeah. is. Um, that one really blew me away. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this one's. I, ha- I I haven't even. I've I've only probably listened to them each once, and. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, but I, I'm, I'm 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 like I said, I'm just I'm tiptoeing. I'm I'm not yeah. rushing it. There's a lot. Because if, if you take too much. I, I will say the only one that thus far that's been like, hmm, that, that didn't do it for me was actually Sketches of Brunswick. That I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. They, you know, they really are. It's, uh, I'm really glad they exist. They're about to, I think they're about to put on uh, two shows at Red Rocks that have been sold out for a long time. Like Sweet. as soon as they went on sale, they went out. And yeah. I, I think that they're going to really tear it up. Probably yeah. record it. super fans flying out there too. Oh yeah, because what a, what a place to see them! Holy crap! Yeah, well, not only that, but I think that also it might have been one of the first shows that they announced, like in the post COVID oh, okay. kind of yeah. wave yeah. of shows. 
You know, it's funny, man. Like, we talk about Tame Impala a lot. Everyone loves Tame Impala, but then you have this other, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think they get into each other's way at all, but at the same time, it's like they're kind of giving Tame Impala sort of a bit of a, hey, hey, you know, like, we put out 20 albums in the time it took you to make four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You know, and yeah. maybe not, they're not, maybe not every song is, I mean, there is, though, it's quality versus quantity kind of thing. I'm not trying to say it's better to put out 20 albums, obviously, but it is I just, interesting. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm totally with you, Greg, yeah. but they are they they break the mold in terms yeah. of that yeah. because they you can't listen to these albums and say they're like shoddily put together because they're not. They're really well done. Yeah, you know, it's like it's it's this very compelling argument for do it, do it quick, and move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but yep. I mean, but they put so much work into. The actual, you know, one thing there is a uh, what is the what is, what is the documentary Jay that you mentioned to me that's about uh, Infest the Rat's Nest? Is that Ratty or? It's the it's it's um the making of Omnium Gatherum. Oh okay, I was watching one called Ratty, uh, which is about Infest the Rat's Nest. Oh yeah, that's there too. They have that one too. Yeah, wow. and and <laughs> and they were working parts out like as they went. It, to me, the impressive thing is that they, it, they're not writing it down. They just then they then like next day they go and just track it, That's and everybody point, remembers yeah. all the things, mm-hmm. like all the things <laughs> that they just worked out. They all remember that, and that's like what? That's what? What's man? Man, these guys are good. Yeah, because well, that's hard. And another thing I saw them do recently was like they put out the instructions to a dance that they wanted everybody to do <laughs> at a show. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, and it's that's like great. all right. So like. You know, like put your arms out on the word. You know, like it's it's it was for one of the newer songs. I don't know if it was Ice Five or something, but one of the newer songs. That's brilliant. And so they're like hoping brilliant. that it's like kind of like suddenly at the show, like everybody's yeah. read this dance and like. All just right, does well, we it. gotta learn this, Jay. Yeah, and then oh, damn. yes, yes, look that up. I don't know where <laughs> you'll find it, but another thing I'm seeing is that there's actually three Red Rocks shows, and that uh, on Twitter, I guess I'm assuming it's Stu saying. Sup, friends? Seeing a lot of people asking about what songs we'll play at which Red Rocks show. Answer is, not sure yet. But there will be no repeats across the three shows. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's oh. ballsy, man. Yeah, dude, they are something else. They are something so else. Go. King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. That's what I got. You should check it out. You <laughs> should check it out. Definitely. Greg. Hey, now. What's up, buddy? <sighs> boys, boys, Greg, boys. Greg, how you doing? Oh, man. Well, I got in at 4 a.m. last night Okay. to Ooh. L.A. Uh, coming back from the Hamptons, as you do. The Hamptons is basically the furthest point from L.A. <laughs> you know, in the U.S. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But I was there for a good reason. Yeah? I was there to play the Sag Harbor Music Festival. Excuse me. I believe okay. it's the Sag Harbor American Music Festival. With All right. uh, the Resilient, the project that I've mentioned here a million times, we had the guys on here before, uh, myself and some injured vets that I met at Walter Reed, met through a music therapy program, and have had a lot of cool experiences since then, formed our own band, it's called The Resilient, mm-hmm. and uh, the Sag Harbor community has tried to kind of embrace us. We're very, very grateful for that. That's so cool. Uh, now knowing that we were going to be out there this time we actually played the festival last year one of the residents out there is roger waters who's been a champion of the program and the band Mm -hmm. and he came out and introduced us which was a great honor roger's on tour this year with his this is not a drill tour which is Mm -hmm. sparking controversy as as it as it rolls along but just crushing it you've heard me talk about that on the on the pod as well but someone else who lives out there among others this some of the famous residents out there are like Billy Joel, John Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. Jimmy Buffett, and, you know, all these the Hamptons. Yeah. Um, but there's somebody else who lives out there who we know and uh, someone who we consider a dear friend. And his name is G.E. Smith. You guys oh, know about G.E. Okay. So, G.E. Smith. Yeah, and uh, he's one of the most prolific sidemen in like American music history. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he's worked with everyone from David Bowie. He was a founding member of Hall and Oates. He was the 
uh, director for the Saturday Night Live band for like the entire 80s and early 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Bob Dylan's music director, and then he eventually became Roger's musical director. And that's where we right. met oh, him, actually. Really? Okay, yeah. Um, and so knowing that he was out there and knowing that we were going to play out there, I got the crazy idea to email him and ask if he would sit in on our set for a song or two. <laughs> and he, to which he agreed. And then at that wow. point, I was like, "Well, he could—he would probably sit in on more than one or two. I mean, if he's bringing in, you know, if he's bringing his stuff out, you know, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, believe Seems me, a shame I, to set it all up just for one song. Yeah, exactly. So I said, "Okay." Uh, he said, "He he said, let me know, you know, as the date gets closer, let me know what songs to have prepared." So I was like, "All right, I'm gonna work it out with the guys. We're gonna figure it out." And what we decided to do is like we have some original songs and we play some covers in the set, and rather than mm-hmm. like switching back and forth why don't we just put all of our originals in the front mm-hmm. and then we'll invite ge and then we'll just bang out some covers nice that way nice that you know that way we're not giving him a ton of homework um because yeah. it's all songs that i you know these covers are like i i know that he knows these songs he's at least heard them you know if not like <laughs> you think so yeah if not, <laughs> yeah. maybe he, he might even have a co-writing credit on this for us all right now. Yeah, exactly. Point. Yeah. So, yeah. He probably played on the damn original yeah, recording. Right, exactly. <laughs> so there you have it. And um, I want to start by playing this clip. This is the song, the first song that we brought him on for. Okay. And it's called. It's a song called Gloria that you might know. It's by the band Never heard Them. Of all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's sung by Van Morrison. And uh, Right. The reason why we picked it is because I've, I found a video of him kind of explaining the right way to play it. Okay. Oh, you know? nice. And he's, like, right. he's like, a lot of people think there's only three chords in Gloria because it's like, uh, hang on, I mean, I'm just going to get this. This will be a, this will be right, a fun a little demo. demo. Got a demo. So, so Gloria goes... D-A-E. Right? So a lot D-A. of people think it's just E, E, D, A. The way he explained it in this video is it actually goes E, B minor, what? D, A. All right. So there you go, insider information. On yeah. You should check it out. There right there. So he shows up to the, I, I really want to want to get to the clip, but I do want to set this up because so we're getting our stuff set up and uh, it's a festival, but it's not like throw and go. We have a little bit of time mm-hmm. uh, to set up. So we're setting up, and uh, luckily the sound engineer was like, is GE sitting with you? Sitting in with you guys today? I said, yeah. And he said, all right, well, we're going to put his amp to the side and point it to the side because he doesn't like to face it towards the crowd. He likes to put it on the side or even to the towards the back of the stage and crank it. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I set that up for, for him, and you know he shows up. Hey guys, yeah, all right, you know, he, and he sets up his stuff. I kind of just let him do his thing. Now he set it up, and he's kind of hanging out by the side of the stage. And I walk up, I was like, "Hey man, thanks for coming out." He's like, "Good to see you, Greg." I was like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna uh, play some originals, then we'll bring you out. Gloria will be the first tune." He's like, "How many chords in Gloria?" <laughs> I, go, I, said, I said four ge four and he's like very good a lot of people think it's three i was like i watch your videos all the time why do you think we picked it <laughs> what was his response for that uh, he was just like he's just like nodding and like like yeah man yeah nice. i was like don't you oh, worry man you know don't you worry like <laughs> we're not gonna go up there and play it the wrong way <laughs> You know, and I was, oh, and believe me, on, on on my bandmates, I was up their butts about it. You know, I was just yeah, like, you better play yeah. those chords because he's going to hear do that. Do not mess this up. Yeah, do not. Yeah. <laughs> it, luckily, it's the same four chords the whole song. Right, right. Now, we get to, to through the original songs. We got it's, It turns out to be a beautiful day, perfect weather, great crowd. And we're like, okay, I'm going to introduce GE. Tim and I kind of go back on the, on the mic, back and forth. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, let me bring out our friend G. And I don't know if you'll hear it in the clip, but he comes out, he's like, and he says a few words, and he turns to us and he's like, Can I start it? <laughs> and I was like, Go ahead. So this is it. You'll hear me say, Go ahead. You may not hear him say, Can I start it? But Sweet. here's the clip. Beyond local legend, one of my guitar heroes, G.E. Smith. 
Woo. I'm really happy to be here with these guys. I've known these guys for about like 10 years now, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm honored to be here with them. Yeah, man. Right. <laughs> What's going on with the drums? I can tell you about my baby. You know she comes around. Yeah, baby. That is so, so yeah. cool. Yeah, I can very... hear that E minor now. Yeah. yeah. Go back. You'll hear... It's there, man. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's pressed on that tape. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. It, oh, and it's it, so it, cool. It, it's a cool, I, I guess it's one of his favorite bar tunes, and I think that was kind of one of those things where, like, you either knew that or you didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Back in his day. How was the crowd? I mean, were they, did they know who he was? They did. They did. They, seem they, did. There, were, yeah. there were people who wanted photos, like, as they saw him walking up, you know. And, nice. Um, nice. They'd seen him in, like, local spot, like the Suffolk, uh, Suffolk, mm-hmm. Suffolk Theater. I guess you say it's Suffolk. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he's a local guy, you know, and um, he's got a recognizable face. Yeah, he's on he TV all the time for years, so mm-hmm. you know it's not like a lot of music. M- very few musicians had hit that kind of exposure that he got. It's true. It's true. Yeah. On television, you know, like he was on TV more than anybody else on MTV. I think there are probably more people that would recognize his face than know his name. That, that yeah, would, that's probably that's true. true. Almost certainly yeah. be true. Yeah, because he's not yeah. like a known uh, solo artist in that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but anybody like our generation or, or older just used to seeing him you know that that mm-hmm. that, that just that happy grin however it was it, it was ge smith and the saturday night live band mm-hmm. so yep. it, it's 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 interesting it's kind of a like he's in that chasm in between a, a session guy like a 20 feet from stardom kind of person mm-hmm. right and right. like a known artist you know that's like selling a lot of albums with their name on it yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's got he's got much more rain, name recognition than the average session musician, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say but so. Never really had like a hit album or a song to his name. No, played on many of them, but not right. never in his name. But he's just a he's like a walking encyclopedia, you know, and just a very real musician, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. so he came on stage, and I was just, I was just like, man, this is amazing, dude! Like, are you kidding me right now? And a lot of times, what I love about GE is he'll do the thing that you, I never would have thought of, <laughs> but that's so perfect, right? Like what? Um, let, let me hear. Um, this is a song called "Wide River to Cross." It's a Levon Helm song that one of the first songs oh, yeah. that we used to do uh, together with GE, and I, it was, it was awesome because I, I got to be like. I would like point at GE, like I was the MD, because he didn't yeah. really know. He <laughs> nice. didn't really know like when it, when it would be time to, you know. We didn't work it out. We had no rehearsal with him, mm-hmm. so we get yeah. to the bridge or you know the bridge solo section, and I kind of give him a big big old point, mm-hmm. and go like, go ahead, GE, you know, like kind of go, go on, man. go on, do it, man, and uh, let's hear let's hear what he came up with. I've got a wide a wide river. Across. 
is the sound of a very sympathetic mu- musician. Oh, yeah. Like, I, he just gets it. You know, he gets in yeah. that song. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's right. great. Yeah, man. man. It, it's, is uh, he singing backup also? No, no, no. That was me uh, singing the oh, backup. Oh, okay. Sounded great. Thanks, man. Thank you. There's some other clips that I could, uh, there's some other really cool moments where you're just like, whoa, man, you really knew this song so well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where he would like kind of double, like I, like I would play a high melody and he would like play it, but like in the lowest octave. Mm-hmm. You're just like, dude, what are you, that sounds gnarly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so cool. I hope we get to do it again, man. Um, and you know, I was hoping to talk with him more Maybe invite him on the podcast, um, but uh, ding, ding, ding. by the time I mean we finished, we hit the last note. Had a smile, had a smile at each other, and then uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. And before I knew it, I looked up. He, you know, yeah, he, he had his gig. Uh, last thing I saw was his gig bag walking away. <laughs> Just, he's like, peace. You know, like I even Greg, sent him. I, I even shot him a text. I was like, dude, we're getting dinner at this Italian place, man. Come on, come. Nothing. Yeah, he's just. It's all good. It's like it's not. It's not. He's not rude. He's just, you know. It's it's just. He. It's like, it was like Forrest Gump. You know. It's like and just like that, he was gone. You know. He was gone. (laughs) Just like that, he was gone. Like that, he was gone. And Greg, if he's not amenable to to coming on the podcast, maybe just like a Zoom date with Jay or something. Just for like twenty minutes. Just let Jay ask him like seventy questions. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that he's gonna do this again. And we'll just have to get you out, and I can be introduce him to my to my very good friend Jay. That would be amazing. Yeah. That yep. would be it was Jay Smith, an and then I can introduce, and then you can come too. <laughs> 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 okay. <sighs> yeah. Man. Hey, I well, got that's one. Amazing. Dude. Can I can I play one final clip, and then you may. All right. I know we're kind of pushing all on time. Um, hmm. Let's see. How did we, how did this episode get carried away? This is going to be from, oh, I know. You're going to like this. All right. So th- we Ready? played uh, at the end of the show, towards the end of the show, we played the Tom Petty song, American Girl, which is kind of a resilient staple because we play all these American-themed events, and we, that's mm-hmm. how we sort of get around it. They'll be like, we need like three songs about America. We play like America by <laughs> yeah. Simon, Simon and Garfunkel, American Girl. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Coming to America, Neil Diamond. Going to add it to the list. Put, put it on the list. Awesome. Uh, thank you. And um, <laughs> in case we need a, an extra one. And um, but, but there's, a, there's a funny moment about this, okay? <laughs> so I, I, I say, I American girl. And GE goes, what's the key? How many chords? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, goes, he, he goes, what's the key? I'm like, D. He's like, all right. And I'm like kind of thinking to myself, like, I've never heard this in a different key, but oh, well, you know, whatever. We're all on the same page. All good. So, well, he played on the demo recording when it was an F. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So. Well, she was an American girl. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so this is us kind of towards the end. And you'll hear me get my shred on a little bit. And then just, but then wait until it kind of sublime. So, so this is actually me playing lead, but you got to hear what GE does at the very end.
it. The Neil Young reference yes. there at the end. Exactly. I, I was, I, I, on stage, I was like, I know what that that's from something, but I can't think about that right now. But later on, oh. I was like, oh, that's what Neil Young does at the end of Cinnamon Girl. Yeah. Oh, oh that's, that's hilarious. So cool. Yeah. That's so and, cool. and, he's, and I'm like, the song's done. And he's just like looking at me like. Wanted to get his rocks off, man. That's great. By all means, I'm. It's those are the kinds of things I'm like I'm totally stealing that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean he <laughs> stole it. <laughs> you know, <but> like, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude, anyway, dude, that's awesome. incredible. Yeah, and GE, if you're listening, come on the show, man. We'd love to talk to you. I would love to pick your brain. We can just talk about guitars. Oh, we can yeah. talk about cats. We can talk about anything you want to talk about, man. Yeah, that'd be we, fun. we love you. We that'd love be you. Fun. <laughs> we're, we're we're big fans. That would be and, awesome. And listen, you know, as much as I want to, you know. GE has been the topic today, but I do want to give a shout out to my resilient bandmates who were just yeah. awesome, man. Tim, Donnelly, yeah. great on the vocals. They really did sound great. Yeah, they Don, did. I mean, you know, Juan Dominguez, man, the only single-limbed drummer in America that I know of. I mean, there might be some mm-hmm. other dudes on Instagram or whatever, but yeah, we're Dom's, out here. We're, awesome. we're out. We're out here in these streets performing. You know, it's a, it's a thanks, Dream. You know, it's a pretty incredible feat, and he sounds great. Nathan Calwicky. You know the, the rock of the band. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just laying it down on the uh, on the guitars, and he played some lead on, at this gig, which was kind of unusual. And I think that he's taken well to it, and I hope to see, hear more of that. So, in any case, thank you guys for the time. Of Very course, cool, man. Of course, Very cool. And Tim sounded great too. Yes, Definitely. he did. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll make sure he, yeah. he he hears that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Well, gentlemen, um, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I'm doing great because for a lot of reasons, a lot of reasons, our kitchen is almost done. Ah, yes. Um, kitchen update. almost. The cabinets update. are up. <laughs> update. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, no, everything's going really well. But last Friday, I was just sitting there working and got a email from Ryan Adams, one of my favorite artists of all okay. time. <laughs> or his is he coming on the show? <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. We can also talk to him about guitars and cats. He loves cat. He loves cats and guitars. Okay, there you go. Um, so Ryan, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on too. I don't like cats. After GE, yeah. But no, uh, Ryan Adams did a surprise album drop on Friday, last okay. uh, September 23rd. He released his newest album. It's called Devolver, and it was a complete surprise. And he released it for free. All right. So anybody who wants it, hmm. we'll have the download download link in the comments section. You can check it out. Did, did he it join is, King Gizzard? It, it's funny that you say that, Greg. We're we're gonna get into that. Okay. He is a oh, extremely that. prolific artist, and he has had a crazy last couple of years. That, that um, I know. I wanted to play the opening track off of Devolver. Uh, this one's called, ironically, "Don't Give It Away." This album is great. It's yeah. freaking fantastic. Um, I uh, let's see how I want to set this up. Yeah. This this album again. It was a surprise, and it was released with a big long letter from Ryan. Uh, he said he was releasing it for free as a thank you to all of his fans um, for standing by him. 
through the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last couple of years have been tough for Ryan, as it has been for a lot of people, but specifically for Ryan, because back in 2019, he was hit with a number of um, allegations of sexual mi- misconduct. It was famously reported by the New York Times. And um, he basically has had to go into hibernation, probably for the best. Mm. Um, I I don't want to really comment on the allegations so much as just to say that I think he went into a period of pretty bleak depression on, on his end. I think by all accounts, he ended up relapsing. Um, yeah. getting back into drugs and alcohol. And the reason I say that is that also in his comment for the release of this album, he was marking one year sober. So I congratulations see. to Adam on that. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, this dude's a prolific artist at the best of times, but it seems like when he's in periods of trouble, he turns super, super prolific. <laughs> and not many people know this because the press and the media since the allegations came out in 2019 have basically completely shunned him. He lost all of his endorsement deals. Like he had an amp, a signature amp that was due to come out. They dropped that. Who was that? Series who was of signature. Gonna, just curious who was going to make it. Do you know? Benson. Benson Amplifiers. Okay. It's called the Sorcerer. <laughs> it was uh-huh. a really cool amplifier. They premiered it at the 2018 NAMM show. Hmm. And then everything hit and they stopped I don't know if they ever produced any versions of it. I haven't found any out there. He he hasn't he owns his own independent label called Paxam. Okay. But Paxam was they had some kind of arrangement with Blue Note and Capitol Records to do the distribution yeah. for his albums. Well they Capitol dropped Paxam. So he doesn't have a distribution method now. Mm-hmm. So he's been releasing albums only digitally because he doesn't have a way to make CDs or, or vinyl. The press has completely stopped talking about him, writing about him. Um, he gave one interview for the Los Angeles LA Weekly Magazine, I think, mm-hmm. uh, in 2020. Um, but other than that, it really hasn't talked about it. Back to him being prolific. In 2022, just this year, he's already released four albums. This was his fourth album. The first two that he released this year were double albums. Huh. <laughs> that were Jeez. both about an hour in length. And they were part of a big trilogy. And he has plans, he's, he's announced that he's got another album that's going to be at least one more album dropping before the end of the year. So this dude is, is of the same ilk of King Gizzard of go into the studio, write a lot of stuff, <laughs> go into the studio with really good musicians, record it all, and basically release it all. This has kind of worked to his detriment over his career, sometimes to his favor, because um, he has a lot of albums that I don't really care for, but then some albums that really, really shine. Okay. This album, I think, is fantastic. It's really tight. It's very cohesive. It's 30 minutes long. It's very poppy. It's it's kind of a joyous album in a lot of ways. So I, it's just a weird situation, I think, for, for this artist who started, you know, as kind of like a media darling in the early 2000s. You mm-hmm. know, he was part of yeah. Whiskey Town. He was part of this brand new alt-country Scene. He was this rebellious kid, got into trouble with drugs and alcohol, found sobriety back in like 2007, had a redemption, a series of redemption albums, married Mandy Moore all over the place. Then this bombshell hits. And now it's, it, it's weird because he's now like truly an indie artist. Like mm-hmm. before he was a quote unquote indie artist with like major label backing. But now he really is out on his own. And I think a lot of his fans were really worried about him for the past... Four or five know, years? It, yeah. I would say starting in 20, 2020 and 2021. Oh, was it that recent? Okay. Yeah. He, he was doing a lot... He's like a social media like addict. He's yeah. all over it. And he was doing these series of like live streams from his... He would just set up the camera on like a Saturday night and he would just play songs or talk to his cats... And everyone was like, these are really disturbing and weird. And it's clear that he's Hi. not not doing well. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I, I don't know. It's I, That's a lot to, to put on you guys' plates. And I don't know if you have any thoughts or feelings on Ryan Adams. But I just think he's a fascinating character. He's a big inspiration to me. I'm glad to see that he's doing well and that he's kind of 
trying to to rebound from this stuff. He sold out Carnegie Hall at the beginning of the year. Wow. Um, he's been on tour all summer. The fans have seemed to embrace him and 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 wish him well. And he's certainly uh, packing the house still. So That's I don't know. It's an interesting story. Yeah, I, I guess I guess the only thing I would say I won't. I, uh, the I mean the only thing I would add into that like summation of the past few years, he, he, he mistreated some people, and whether that was due to his addiction uh, or, or or just a, a spiraling of personality, because he does seem to be an extreme individual. Um, <laughs> He's a and, dick, <laughs> and, and hard to work with in some some circumstances. Um, yeah. But I hope as part of that sobriety, he's, he's made amends uh, to, so to those that he's hurt. It would be the one thing that I would, I would, I guess, toss in. The, yeah, if the music's like flowing, like you know, you got to do something with it, and 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 it's, and it's good that he's able to get this out there. I did read that entire Variety piece that you had sent over. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I linked to a to an article that came out in Variety. Now this was back in July, mm-hmm. um, but I think it still rings true. It's pretty, I think it's. Yeah, it was current. June or July because he yeah. had just hit the nine-month mark yeah, um, yeah. Of, of, of sobriety. So, um, and it sounds like it sounds like he was kind of overwhelmed by the response by by the 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 crowds that showed up for his shows. Um, so, if that's if that's part of the thing that's kind of given him this renewed uh, spirit mm-hmm. to to make more music, then then that's a beautiful story in and of itself because nobody's nobody's past redemption. Um, I know it feels like that right now, but um, yeah. but yeah, I hope for the best, and I hope I hope he stays on the sober, sober train, and I hope uh, hope he's learned something about you know when it's appropriate to be a dick, or I don't know, I don't know, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope he's learned something, and yeah, yeah. Um, so that I don't know, it can be best of both worlds. Yeah. But it's it's certainly not. It, I, I'm I'm not of the camp that we should never hear from this individual again because he made some 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 mistakes um, and mistreated some people. So. Yeah, you know, hope, hope, hoping for the best, and and that's four albums. That's is it? Is it? Is it like? Is it like KG quality though? Or no, no. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the first two, the the first one was an album called Chris. It was the first of the two double albums, and that was about his uh, his brother who passed away. And it, mm. it's a it, that's a fantastic album. Um, the next one was Romeo and Juliet, which which kind of has some more fillers, but there's some really standout tracks on that. Then he released this album called FM. Which is kind of like a homage to um, '80s rock and uh, that he heard on the radio. Okay, and it's it's interesting, um, but this one is really it, it's it's ironic because this is the one that I would pay for. This is the one that I would get. The one he gave away. <laughs> but he gave this yeah. one away for free. <laughs> but I guess the other thing that I wanted to say, and, and I don't mean this in any kind of pessimistic light. I certainly hope that this isn't the way it goes. But he's such a sensitive person obviously mm-hmm. and he takes criticism and and what other people think of him really to heart and i think when he's getting a lot of <clears throat> negative press and criticism you know he puts up this shield of being a tough guy or being like a a real jerk um but he also retreats in into music and does this kind of ocd just Vomit. I'm gonna like a manic, push out a whole yeah, crap ton of albums. It's kind of like a def- that's kind of like his defense mechanism mm-hmm. against some of this stuff. I'm just projecting onto him, right? But I worry that if something else goes down, that this they're, could they're, turn into a really sad story. Like I just mm. had this like really bad feeling hmm. about this. Okay, but I hope not. I certainly hope not because I okay. love the guy. All right, because there's. This, that was kind of a odd, awkward segue into the other clip that I, the last clip that I wanted to play, and the last clip of tonight. And this is a song towards the end of the album. It's called "I'm in Love with You." Okay. I'm pretty sure it's a song about heroin or some other pretty strong drug huh. that he's kind of like putting up on a pedestal a little bit. I don't know. Again, that's just me reading into it and projecting. Okay. But all right, take a listen and uh, see what you guys think. <laughs>
Sounds Over. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah, it was nice. Like I said, the album. I, I pulled the, I was looking for the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. Um, yeah. Wish all the best to, to Ryan. I hope everything is well. At the very least, he's made some great music this year. So check that out. Yeah. And yeah. And, and he's touring. He's touring. Right? Definitely. Still putting yeah, out yeah. some dates. And and it's it's all acoustic shows. It's just a one-man show. It's like... Yeah. What is that if about? You go see, if you want to go see Ryan Adams play for two and a half hours with no opening band, <laughs> you know, now's your chance. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's done that for a... He's been in... When he's in between bands, he'll just go out on solo tours and... Yeah, why not? I, I mean, you know, again, to your point about Ken Gizzard, like, I just wonder how he remembers all this stuff. Like, yeah. when you make this amount of songs and this amount of time, yeah. how you teach it to the other musicians how you remember any of it how i there must be a lot of going back through his back catalog and relearning stuff I guess. well i mean it said it said in that variety article he played was it like 168 songs in like the course of a few yeah. days worth of shows or something like yeah, that yeah yeah it's nuts it's his life man yeah. yeah yeah well and he's got some money i mean he's still i mean he's he didn't get kicked off his label or did he or is he is it his own label okay okay gotcha he got kicked the distribute distrib- distributors kicked him out right 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 yeah i mean, also, I mean well I the thing is that he's he's got a name so he can go book he's shows got a name. and he can hire people yeah you absolutely. Know, and if there's absolutely. if the, the one guy can't learn all the songs he'll get the next guy and there's That's always true. been a place in a lot of people's hearts for the troubled artist yes so he's got i mean he 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 also i mean like when he started out i've heard stories of him like trying to get the guys on from the strokes hooked on drugs (laughs) with him and oh yeah and john mayer and like people you know like he was isn't yeah he's yeah he's like he's a troublemaker he's he's kind of a there was like this new york rock revival in like the early 2000s and he was part of it and he was kind of like the villain a little bit mm-hmm. like, at yeah, least yeah. i don't want to say the villain but the troublemaker yeah that a lot of that is in that book uh, meet me in the bathroom oh is that yeah <clears throat> it's like a, kind of an oral history of the uh, the early parts of the 2000s yeah, in new york that might have been where i, pretty, where I heard pretty about cool that. read right but yeah on. no he is not he is not the uh, protagonist in that story right <laughs> on well we're the protagonists in our story and that's right <laughs> thanks Craig, Craig and if you want to get in touch with the protagonist how how would we how would somebody do that Greg well god that was awkward if you were going to go online <laughs> you, I mean you could just look for us in the street yeah you could yeah yeah, yeah. but sure. um, but if you can't find us in the street you can find us online at you should check it out dot com you can send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail dot com you can find us on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at ShouldCheck. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever podcasts are heard. Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend, you should check it out. I couldn't have said it better myself, Greg. Damn thank you so straight. much. You got it. Damn straight. All right. Well, thank you, boys. We'll see you back here next week. Heck yeah. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace. 164 in the book.